You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pacers fans, happy Friday. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast where we talk about, of course, the Indiana Pacers as always. I'm one of the hosts of this show, Tony East, covering the Pacers for Forbes and the West Indianapolis Community News and soon to be somewhere else. <gasps> um, you might already know by now. But anyway, today uh, is Friday, the last Friday with uh, before the regular season. Get excited. There's real games next week. But for me, you are hearing me on Thursday the 10th. I know it's been over a week since uh, I recorded this. Because I'm in Florida, as you heard on the uh, Timberwolves preview episode earlier this week. Uh, the big thing, though, is we scheduled this out so I could talk about the players today without a ton of new information. So today's show is the final season preview episode. We got the two-way contract guys today, uh, Brian Bowen and Nazmit Long, And we got some Alizé Johnson. And we're going to do some Jakar Sampson. We got a lot to do. Um... I don't really know what the order I want to do is first, but I think I'm going to start with the two-way guys. Uh, so actually, you know what? Let's start with Alizé Johnson. Alizé Johnson's fun to talk about. Alizé Johnson's exciting, fun, and good. Let's start with Alizé. Alizé last year was a rookie. Uh, this summer it wasn't really clear if he was going to make the team after a not awesome summer league but exploded in the last game. He probably would have made the team anyway. Ended up making it. Now we're here. He's interesting, right? You look at these G League stats. 19.1 points, 13.7 rebounds, shot 38% from three. Not a typo. Alizé Johnson, 36 for, nine, for 95 last year in the G League from three. Uh, ridiculously good at scoring the ball in the G League last year. Really good on the glass. This dude, you can watch him, just effort all the time. Uh, that second game in India, he was fantastic. Uh, he led the team in scoring and rebounding. We've seen what he can do, but the trouble is he's not proven it in regular season action. Now, granted, he averaged 4.6 minutes per game last year. That's really low. Like, that's astronomically low. You're never going to prove yourself or show what kind of player you can be in that kind of time. I think his highest minutes before that, you know, obviously he played a ton of minutes in that garbage time last game against Atlanta, but I think he only played more than six minutes one other time, and that was that when they got slaughtered in Boston uh, in early January. So, not a, you know, not a ton he proved. I think he, his his season high was three points before that last game uh, against the Hawks. Now in that game we saw a little bit of you know high minute Alize is the effort guy. He, he's a plus fourteen, or excuse me, the Pacers were a plus fourteen when he played. He had seven points and eleven rebounds. But uh, you know, like the whole season, I think what you see with him is his effort is awesome and it, it's great from on the glass. But he's just so raw in every other area, right? And I asked him this at media day. Finally, I said. You know, what's the jump like for you with big coaching? Because he, you know, went to JUCO and then Missouri State. And I've brought this up on this show many times. He just never had high-level coaching, right? So he's sort of out of control a lot. He grew really late. He kind of plays like a guard with the speed. And it it's weird because it makes him throw up these weird running hook shots and stuff. He's, like, good, but it's not in control and it's not super awesome and effective. So uh, he's got to learn to control himself a little bit more on offense, I think, and play better off the ball. I think he's okay at getting by guys, but um, he's, you know, he's just very raw in general. But he did, he, you know, he was like very praiseworthy of the Pacers coaching, but of course he's going to be. It's the only thing he's going to say to that. I don't know what I was expecting from that question. I should have asked it better, but I digress. Um, 
I think the G League gives us a lot of promise for a guy that is, you know, <laughs> this is mean to say about the G League, and I'm going to steal this phrase from my friend uh, Laz, Laz, uh, the man who covers the Pistons. He is the best. He he is their Blue Wire podcast host and writes for uh, Detroit Bad Boys. He's been on this show before. Anyway, he said, uh, if you can walk and chew gum at the same time, you'll be a good big in the G League. And... That's what Alizé was. He was a good big in the G League. He can do two things at once. He can go really fast. Great, great, great. Uh, but then the pros, it doesn't work. Right, the game is faster. Everybody's better. He just can't dominate. So he's gonna. he has a lot to put together. And the problem is, we'll talk about Sampson later, but Jakar Sampson appears to have jumped him in the rotation. And Leaf and Sabonis are already ahead of him. So it's going to be very, very hard for him to get minutes this year. I think when looking ahead of his season to me, I would expect about the same playing time and games played as last year. Probably only about 15 games. He spends more time in the G League. Um, probably about the same stats, right? Because it's unreasonable to expect him to play anymore. And that's you know why this sh- this show is a lot of these guys because you can fit them into one show. There's not a lot of guessing about what their path might look like. You know, the only way Alize is playing a ton of minutes is either it's the last game of the season and the seeds locked up, or a bunch of injuries have happened. So I think this season for Alize is about. You know, he added some strength and speed in the summer, like every second-year player does. But it's a contract year for him, let's be honest. So I think for him, this is going to be about proving himself in the G League because, like me and Adam have talked about, I think for him, the best scenario, and he's getting a little older, right? He's already 22, 23. Yeah, he's 23. So he'll be 24 when he's a free agent. He's 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 almost past the point of being young. His best-case scenario is that next year he gets a one-year deal on just a bad team that lets him get in the rotation as their backup four, and he can wreck but it's not looking like this year is going to be that for him, and he'll have to, you know, show in the G League that he is this really good player. Uh, you know, I talked about Laz uh, earlier. Uh, he his is what was about Christian Wood, but Christian Wood's a G League a G League alum story. So um, I think you have to to hope that that Alize can follow the Christian Wood path. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't I don't know if he'll be back. You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense uh, if they have Jakar and all these guys ahead of him. Now Jakar might not be back, but yeah, Alize's got a lot to prove this year. His defense is just okay. You know, he, he basically just tries really hard in the G League. He's just he's just got a lot to do, but he shows flashes. You know, occasionally he has those preseason games and summer league and all that stuff. So if he can add some consistency and may, maybe some injuries happen, he can get into the rotation. But I would not expect a lot from Alize. I'll go well, 1.2 rebounds per game in 15 games, five minutes per game for Alize this year. I just have to be realistic. It's impossible for me to project him doing anything else. So... Yeah, that's that's the Alize show. It's going to be fun, but unfortunately, it will not be very often. All right, next up, let's do the two-way guys. So let's talk about the two-way guys. Then one more segment after that, we'll talk about Jakar Sampson. So stick around. The two-way guys. Woo, two-ways. My dudes, no one else's dudes, apparently. Um, Naz Mitru Long and Brian Bowen the second. So for Bowen, it's different, right? He is a rookie two-way guy who had plays in Australia and had all the stuff go down in the NCAA. He's just had an odd journey to get here, but I think he's probably the better of the two. I like Mitchell Long, but I think Bowen's a pretty good player. So he played in, uh, in the like I said, the Australian NBL last year. 14.7 points per 36 minutes down there. He was actually came off the bench for his team. Um He's kind of he can kind of do a little bit of everything okay. He's not really awesome at anything or bad at anything, I would say, which kind of makes him hard to evaluate in this instance, right? Because what, what like 
Like, okay, let's look at old two-way guys. Poi right only played because he could play the wing at the end of, of garbage time, no problem. But then he ended up being pretty good and got the last roster spot when there was an injury to, oh, man, I can't even remember who it was. Leaf and someone else got hurt. I don't know. He, he, he started the game, I remember, two seasons ago against the Nets. Um, but Poitras proved himself when he got his opportunity. And Sumner, we know what his journey has been. It took a Vic injury for him, and then it obviously turned out well. And then Ben Moore, you know, sh- showed some good stuff, got the last roster spot before, you know, they, they let him go so he could play minutes somewhere. All this stuff just bang, bang, bang happened uh, for these guys to get contracts. You know, Bowen... To, to get the two-way story that keeps happening for the Pacers, he's going to have to play. And it's really hard to see how he's going to get on the floor. You know, there's already a log jam at the guard spot. So he's going to have to be like Alizé, I think, where, you know, he's going to have to shine in the G League to show that he deserves a chance to get in at the end of these games. And then, you know, they'll have to squeeze him in with McConnell and whoever on the win. It's, you know, it's just going to be hard for him to uh, to get on the floor. Same with Mitch Long, honestly. Um, but it's going to be hard for Bowen to show because it, it's hard to evaluate his skills, right? I've only seen one full game of his play with the Sydney Kings. It's really hard to find this stuff. And he, you know, he, he's okay. He's a good player. He was a McDonald's All-American. He's just, he's taken a weird de- detour and, you know, now he's got to kind of reestablish himself. So it's going to be interesting to see how his season goes, but I don't have a ton of insight into his skills like you can with other guys. And Mitch Long, on the other hand, good player. I uh, was apparently told by Georges Nyang to come to Indiana because of Yard House, a chain restaurant. So that's pretty funny. Uh, Mitchell Long spent, I believe, the last two seasons in the Jazz organization. That is correct. Uh, got a 10-day two years ago and played exactly one game. Made his only shot. Awesome stuff. Made a three, actually. Uh, and last year he played in 14 games uh, and did not shoot nearly as well. So kind of like Ed where one game his rookie year, did made a shot, and that was it. And then more games his second year, and they did not go as well. <laughs> um, Mitchell Long was a very good G League player, though, so he played for uh, the Salt Lake Stars. I believe is that team name. Just chucked threes. Both years he played there. 8.2 per game across his two seasons there. Hit uh, 36%. So about average, but on that many attempts, that's fantastic. Uh, hits a pretty solid percentage of his two-pointers, over 50% both years. So scored over 18 points per game in both seasons. I think that is where his potential lies, is in his scoring, especially that many threes on that many attempts. You know, he, his, if you look at his field goal percentage, because he takes more of these threes, which he's only 36% shooter on than twos, he only shoots like 43%. But his efficiency is true shooting, both because he takes so many threes and his free throws are so good, is uh, 57.5%, which is above average. So... Uh, you know, he's a good shooter and good at the free throws and he can get to the line. He just does a lot of stuff that's good and that lets him be efficient. So I think he's going to be fun for the Mad Ants when he gets to play. Uh, he has a nice uh, assist rate too. He can pass a little bit, uh, but he does turn it over a fair amount. So he's a little bit raw on offense, but he's a really talented offensive player. Um, I think he, and I don't know what the exact starting five will be, but just given what we know, right? Like, assuming Alizé, uh, Bowen, and Mitchell Long are starting for the Badlands, that's a dang good G League team. Um, and I think Mitchell Long's a big part of that, right? He can do a little bit of everything, and it's going to be awesome to see what he can do. But unfortunately, like with Bowen, it's going to be hard for him to get time with the actual Pacers. Um, I'm not sure who's ahead of who in the rotation for those two guys. They both checked in, I think, about the same time uh, at the end of that game. Kings, I think Bowen might have checked in a, a tad bit sooner. And then Mitch Rulong came in with uh, Jakina Gant, who's already been waived. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
I don't know how many minutes we're going to see Mitch Rulong on the court for for the actual Pacers this year just because of the log jam and getting everybody minutes. But he, you know, is clearly a promising player. Uh, he can hit the three at a high volume. So we'll see what they can make of him, what the, what the G League staff can do with him. I think he's got some promise, though. All right. We made it through everybody on the season preview series. Serieses. I just said that so poorly. Uh, all that's left is Jakar. Jakar Sampson time. So let's uh, let's talk some Jakar Sampson. Jakar Sampson could not have impressed me more in those Kings games, right? With Leaf out, they said, okay, you know what? Jakar Sampson, you're ahead of Alze. Get in there. Be the backup four. Prove it. You know, we believed in those four games you played with the Bulls. Not that that's actually how good you are, but prove it. And he did a very good job. To me, the fact that this guy who hasn't played much can come in and suddenly be, you know, in the dunker spot doing good stuff and then setting good screens and cutting and he hit both of his threes and his defense is good it's like where has this guy been his whole career <laughs> he's been in the g league for forever and um it's just wild to see him be like a useful player that has all this energy so maybe he can end up being uh the backup if leaf gets hurt or if leaf proves to be nothing and they decide pre-vic's return they're like yeah we'll put samson in the rotation i think he's clearly good you know like in the g league last year he had to work on his scoring he said at media day He's been known his whole career as a defender. I think he's puts in a lot of effort. He calls himself, quote, a dog. Uh, he'll have to play that role when he checks in. I think that's accurate. So he had to work on his scoring. Lo and behold, with the Windy City Bulls, 21.1 points per game on 54% shooting from the field. He hit 60% of his twos, right? He could just, just get to his spot and put it in. He couldn't really shoot 30% from three. He's never been a good three-point shooter until with the Bulls a little bit last year. But he just took off in the G League. His true shooting percentage was 60% despite having no three because he just made every two-pointer and he's pretty good at free throws. So he can do stuff, cool scoring the ball now, right? He, he got anticipation to see where he needs to go to get the ball for a good shot. He can good enough hit the three now, and he's athletic. Like, he can just do enough on offense now because his defense is pretty good. You know, he's fast. He's a bulkier-sized guy at 6'9", 220, I think, something like that. Um... He can just stay in front of guys. And if the shot's going down with it, and that's all it is, right? It doesn't matter if he can handle the ball necessarily or be a distributor. You know, his assist averages every season, 1.6.41. Doesn't matter if he can pass. If he can just make the shot when the ball comes his way, that's what allow him to be effective on offense. And that never happened until finally last year in the G League it clicked, right? Like seasons before that, his shooting percentages were in the 30s and 40s. Finally, he figured out the whole offense, putting the ball in the basket thing. And lo and behold, he's an okay player. And we saw it right away in those preseason games against the Kings. So I'm actually really excited about Samson. Not excited in like a, oh, man, this guy's going to change the trajectory of the season. right? But just like a, he will make guys work in practice if he's forced to play spot minutes. We've seen that he's capable. He's not going to screw anything up. And his nickname is SpongeBob Samson, which is awesome. You know, He's just got a lot of good, likable, useful qualities. And I think that's going to make him perhaps an effective player for this Pacers team. I think those preseason games swung me so much for him. You know, him, Sabonis, and Sumner, I walked away just like, wow. You know, these guys have something going on. Um, and I don't know how Samson figured out how to find some of these spots on the floor where he's open, but that's just that's just what he did. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm impressed by him. I think his season's going to be interesting. So he's ahead of Alizé, who we talked about earlier in the rotation, I think. Uh, but it still might be hard for Samson to find minutes once Vic returns. I think his best shot at getting in the rotation and staying in is Leaf gets hurt or it's very disappointing. 
for the first month of the year. So they say, okay, we'll try Samson as the backup. And then he impresses um, a lot. Like, has to be better than McDermott and Justin Holiday a lot. And that's not impossible, but it seems incredibly unlikely that all of those things would happen. So I think he's just going to be a nice forward depth piece. You know, it's not insane to have him play the three. I think he actually was a small... Yeah, he, he's listed at small forward every season of his career uh, as his position on basketball reference. If you go to their play-by-play data, uh, he was at the power forward and even a little center last year, but most seasons he's uh, been a small forward for whatever team he's on. Uh, that's been his leading position, at least. So uh, he can play a little bit everywhere, and I think that will help him in, in the end game minutes. You know, he could be behind McDermott. I put air quotes around that, quote-unquote, if if Justin Holiday's playing the two or Justin Holiday's injured or something like that. So he has path two minutes that involves way fewer injuries than, say, Alizé or those two-way guys, but it's unlikely he's in the regular rotation unless he super impresses in a very limited time, especially when Vic is back. But I... I think having Samson is good. I like the stories of these guys who really, really work and get better and now are set up to succeed, and I think he's got a good shot. And if he doesn't impress, he's probably the most likely guy to get waived this year. Uh, so he's got a lot riding on him doing well. His contract's fully guaranteed, but if he gets waived, you know that, that could be it for his career. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching him play, and I love these end-of-roster guys. You guys who listen know that. You know, the, your, your Samsons, your Alizés, your two-way guys, these guys I just love talking about. Um, so you'll hear about them in, in Fort Wayne for the other three and then all the Pacers stuff from Samson. He will never play for Fort Wayne this year. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Love talking about these guys. And now that's it. We finished our player season previews. Uh, oh, I didn't guess Samson's stats. I didn't guess the two-way guy stats are not going to play. It's impossible. Um, I think Samson ends up at about five minutes per game because I think he's going to be in a, the garbage time lineup. So probably like – <laughs> 1.5 points, two rebounds, and that's it. Um, but if he's asked to play more, he can do more than that. So it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, next week, basketball is back. Pacers basketball is back, and I will be back from Florida, obviously. So uh, much more up-to-date information from me uh, will be coming when those uh, new episodes come out. Uh, we'll talk, I'm sure, about you know season previews, stats to watch, players to watch. We'll have actual guests on to preview other teams' games. Those are always a blast. You all know the deal. You new people, it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Basketball is the best. Pacers could have a wide range of outcomes, which makes their season intriguing. It's going to be so much fun. We'll have it all right here on Locked On Pacers, and we will see you guys next Monday.